Right, my computer has decided to play up a bit and do a little update. But good job I'm prepared. While the rest of us was just eating food and eating more food and eating even more food and drinking schlor and drinking more schlor and drinking even more schlor, I came that this day was coming and so I prepared well. And I feel so I've got a word for us. And I also feel so we're speaking to the core of the church. The people that came on the 2nd of January, that's the core of the church. I can't other people couldn't be here because of work commitments and isolation and things like that. But if you're here this morning, I can, that you're a keen being for Jesus. Because you could have laid in your bed, you've had an excuse to do it, but you're here this morning. And I didn't hear a title for this message until we sang that song at the end. Well, I like that song at the end, just... Yes, beautiful song, beautiful words. And so this morning, the title of the message is, This is My Story. And it's about the prayer of Jabez, and we'll go hey up the First Chronicles chapter 4, two verses, 9 and 10. But before I get into it, I want to tell you the background of why Chronicles was written. If you did go through the Bible in a year, or if you have tackled the book of Chronicles, it's a tough, tough, tough book to read. And I'm sure I'm being reverent when I say it. Some books of the Bible are really easy to read. New Testament books, the Gospels, great stories, miracles, signs and wonders, the story of Jesus. But some of the books, especially the Old Testament, they're just a tough read. But there's a purpose for them. Chronicles was written by a guy called Ezra. And it was a time, Israel, that had disobeyed the Lord, got put into captivity in Babylon for 70 years. But God always had a plan to take them back. And when they came back, it was like, I don't care if you've heard this term, a new normal. Have I heard of Maybe just invented that words. It was this new normal after a very strange period. And they came back to Israel and nothing was the same. And you had a generation they had never been in the promised land. It was all new to them. I think about my kids, like masks and COVID, it's just their life now. They didn't care nothing else but us. And you think of little Judah, it's almost three year old. And even my own kids are so educated on social distancing and bubbles and masks and hygiene. And it's just their normal. It's become just part of their life. But for us, old timers, still a struggle to get used to this normal. So this generation of Israelites went back to reclaim the land, but they'd completely lost their identity, their way of life that was expected of them. They completely lost their touch with their history, the covenant that God had made through Abraham. So for Ezra set out today was to set about this book, their chronological history it's a book called First Chronicles, because your history will always be connected to your destiny, and your history is very important for you're connected to. And so Ezra set out a, a book and described how God made man through Adam, and read that in Chronicles chapter 1, and it's really just a list of family history. And then Adam's son, and then Adam's son beget, and then beget, and then they had another son, and then it was always just the sons, 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 until they get to chapter 2, and it was to do with Abraham, the Abraham covenant. Because Ezra knew us, 
that their story, their history was so important. Their identity was so important. It's good to ken your family history. It's good to ken for your connections are in life. And the thinking was this, if they realize God's faithfulness through history, then it will give them strength and courage for the day. And as we look back in 2021 and our family history is far more connected we, we can see the fingerprints of God. And you know what I can something? Israel's history was very checkered. As you read the list, but you can something? That was their story. That was their God's story. We read about the Abrahamic covenant. The reality about Abraham as well, he was a liar. He told a couple of very few big porkies. Just blatant lies. He had a wife called Sarah and pretended that she was his sister so he wouldn't come across on a hardship. People try to steal his wife. Say it was his sister. It's pretty big for this father of faith. But this was their story. And they owned their story. It was part of their identity of how they were. And you've got the Abrahamic family. It was just a family story. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. And the list goes on and on. And some of that, you've got the heroes of faith. Oh, Israel's history. You've got Daniel. You've got King David. It's our rich history. But in amongst the miracles, there was mess as well. But you can something. That was their story. And the Bible is not just a story predominantly about humanity's mess. It's a story of God's faithfulness. It doesn't matter who messy it gets. God remains faithful. And we need to remind ourselves this morning that this is your story. It doesn't matter if 2021 was messy for you. God is faithful. And amongst all the family connections that we have, God is faithful. And He's faithful to this fellowship. And He's faithful to me personally. Dear me, if Jesus was to turn up this morning, I've been in a pastoral capacity in this church for 10 years. And if he came me a list of mistakes I had made in 10 years, I think there'd be a few sheets attached to that book. Things that I'd done, I shouldn't have done. Things I said, I shouldn't have said. Things I should have done, but didn't they do? Right, and that book would be things like, Kevin, you thought you had a vision, but I hadn't really spoke to you, and I'd, you didn't prepare well for that sermon, and uh, how... I just didn't take that too seriously that morning, and I was mere leadings of the Spirit that I wanted to open the door through you for a church, but it didn't happen. But yet, God is faithful till the end. This is your story, and your destiny as a fellowship is connected to our history, and it's your story. And we should never be ashamed of our story as a fellowship. Our destiny as a fellowship is connected to our history. And yes, people have made mistakes, not just in 2021, previously as well. But this is your story. A fellowship that was birthed in 1996. 
Again, it's a heart of this fellowship, the moving of the Holy Spirit. This is your story. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. To see Jesus move in signs, wonders, and miracles through the extravagant Christian, through the introverted Christian, through the messy Christian, through the whole whosoever, that God would move in power. And that's a, right through the DNA of this church. People have made mistakes. People have messed up along the way. But this is your story. God is faithful. And as we approach 2022, we need to care how faithful God has been through our history as a fellowship. The movement of the Holy Spirit. The abdi that came through the threshold of that swing doors would experience kindness and experience love. Everybody. Doesn't matter age, creed, or size, or whether they fulfill their New Year's resolutions, whether they read the Bible in a year or not, they would experience the love and the kindness of Jesus Christ through His people. It doesn't matter their sexuality, their gender, non-binary, a few binaries, that they had experienced love, the minority groups. We get asked the question as a minister, how would you treat somebody that was gay coming into church? I would treat him like every other person that comes through the church doors. I would show them that Jesus loves them. And it's not up to us to judge minority groups or write them off, but it's us to us to show them that Jesus loves them and he came and he died for them and we point people to Jesus and we didn't close the doors on anybody. That's how we treat In fact, I'd probably go out my way to mock him a cup of coffee when it's allowed and have a biscuit with him because that's what Jesus would do. I'm convinced of it. He didn't need to agree with everybody's behavior to get to ken him and to love him. But we did that with anybody. We did we do that with the greedy person that walks through the doors. We did we do that with any other thing we would cast sin. We love, love, love people with a revelation that God loves them. And Jesus died for them. Our history is connected our destiny. This is your story, church. Another chapter is yet to be written in 2022. And in the midst of all this story, somewhat great, somewhat wonderful, somewhat indifferent, as Ezra's penning these words, a lot for us reading back, it's just a name on a bit of paper, but for some reason, the story of Jabez gets two verses. And this is his story. I'm not sure if it's still up. Verse 9. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. This is Jabez's story. Ezra thought this story was so unique that he had a little gap for just a list of this was a family tree. And he gave this guy 
two verses that lived hundreds of years before him. I wonder if people will write about your story. It's scary sometimes to think, unless the Lord comes back, we're going to be largely forgotten. Is that right? We'll maybe get a sentence that I can mama's folk, I can my granda, my granda's dad was Francie. You go beyond that, I'm not too sure, there's not so much stories about great, great, great grandas that stories sort of get lost. I wonder if folk would write about us. Will I get a sentence? Will I get two sentences? Probably largely, Mestos will be forgotten about in three generations. Just thought I'd tell you that to cheer you up on the first Sunday morning. Actually, you just got to make the best of it. Love the people running about you. Two commandments. Jesus says this was the most important commandments. If you do this, you'll maybe get one sentence. You'll maybe get a hell book written about you. But it'll be a life worth lived. Two commandments that fulfills the hell Bible. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Number one. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus answered the question, who is your neighbor? With a parable of the good Samaritan, it means this. Your neighbor is forever you find a need to help. The best value you can hear in your life, whether you get one sentence or a hell book, is love Jesus, serve him with everything, and love the people that soon have put you in them in need. And that is a life worth living, whether we get spared another week, month, year, or beyond. So anyway, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named his, him Jabez because his birth had been so painful and this was his story. But he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me, expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. And that's genealogy, a hard reading for us. There's a man. It was made popular by a book in the 90s and the early 2000s. And it was Cadas, the Prayer of Jabez. <laughs> Amazingly inventive name. And I think my granny sent it to me when I was in Teen Challenge. Somebody definitely did, because I mind working through it and reading about this guy called Jabez. His name, if we go back to verse 9, watch this. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. A great thing to live an honorable life. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. Well, that's a good mom for you, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> Do you care what your name means? What's your name in Sarah? Princess, isn't it? Spot on. Usually it's like your name means something good. Omdi else cares what their name means. Dorothy. Gift from God, and certainly you are. Did I see a hand, Andra? Oh, look at that. Andra, the man's man, is called Manly. Prophetic. Peril, is that Mama or Margaret? What is that meaning? Margaret Peril. I think you would be the same, Margaret. Morgan, you get the same name. Peril, isn't that true? You've both been a peril to my life. Bethy is. I'll conclude Bethy is. I didn't love 
perils are born through hardship, aren't they? It's for you, Margaret Morgan. Margaret, you're just a hell. Mama's just a hell. Necklace of perils. Omdi else? Nobody else. Amanda, it's half a hand. Love? Very good. Butch for Burns as well. He showed the love of Jesus in this community, certainly. Kylie? Boomerang. <laughs> Just keep coming back to Jesus. Keep coming back to Jesus. So I. Kevin means handsome and kind. <laughs> What's that throw in there, like? Imagine your mom calling you painful. Jabez. We do baby dedications here, and usually 10 times out of 10, you look at the name, you look at the meaning, and it's always something like warrior, manly, peril, love, princess. It's something good. But something happened during Jabez's mom life. We carry in Jabez a reminder how pain. Different theories how this happened. One theory is it was just a painful childbirth. So maybe it was just really, I've never been through the pains of childbirth myself personally, been in the room. But it was maybe just a horrific experience and there was no other medical advancements and maybe he was just born in pain. So, well, I'll just call this guy pain. That's all I can think of because it was so painful. Another theory is, and it's because it's his mom is mentioned and neither dad. Another theory is perhaps it was a bad relationship with the dad, and maybe he left her just to get on with it. And maybe Jabez was a reminder of oh, the dad. If you had the expression, you're just like your dad. People say I'm starting to look like Granda Jimmy Mayor every day. It's a good thing, he's a handsome guy. You're just like your dad. And maybe Jabez's mom, he reminds me, he's got to remind me of that dude. They got me pregnant and then fled and left me. And so it's painful for me. And all through his life, he carried this pain that his mom had put in. Oh, and I'm not fault who he's in. But could you imagine being Jabez at school? Dean the register, oh, what is your now? Kindness, oh, perils, oh, princesses, oh, manly, oh, here's pain. <laughs> I'll have to look and laugh at pain. If pain was in my class at school, you'd have got ripped for that. To shreds being clad pain. It'd have been a shame for a guy. But that's for kids, D. We would have picked on somebody that was sort of unique. He had a name called pain and anguish. And he had to go through his, I don't imagine going for his first job. He turns up for his interview and his name is pain. He would be, why are you called pain? Why would your mom call you pain? What is it about this guy called pain? And maybe it was a mystery of him. Why did my mom have to call me Pain. Sometimes spiritually we carry pain along with us. It's your story. Maybe Hannah got the name Jabez, but we carry a Jabez spirit that 2021 
maybe before that as well, was just a painful year. Just a year of pain, a year of grief, a year from things that seemed to God answer every single other person's prayer for prosperity in your life apart for you. And you feel isolated and alone, and you've had disillusionment, and you've had pain. And if you were to call yourself something, it wouldn't be princess. It would be, I just feel painful. I just feel wounded. And this was Jabez's story until something happened. He was the one who prayed to God of Israel. And they got to go through every single point. He was the one who did something about his pain that was so significant that Ezra felt it thought it was right to include this guy's story and this genealogy because he was born in pain. But it wasn't at the end of his story. Great things can happen that are still born in pain. Perils are formed in darkness through pressure. A peril is born. And sometimes it's the painful moments in our life that you really get the perils, that you really find out that Jesus is all about, and he, it's not about living life without pain, it's about seeing God's faithfulness and the pain of life and the hardships of life. I mean, hearing the story about Billy Graham, that Billy Graham was a chaplain until he felt the pain, it was a severe flu. Knocked him out for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. So severe that he lost his job as a chaplain. Painful. This was a young Billy Graham. But he used his pain. And he preached the gospel. And he says, I'm not giving up yet. He lost his job. And if this painful moment hadn't happened to him, he might have always just been a chaplain. No, that was one thing wrong with just being a chaplain. But then he joined Youth for Christ and started preaching the gospel to young people in Dean Missions because he thought, I've been through pain, but my story doesn't end in pain because God can use pain for his purpose. And it shifted Billy Graham for being a chaplain to preaching the gospel and seeing young people getting saved in Dean Mission. He then went on to see an hour a billion people, one for Christ, including Mama, is that right? Pitodri Stadium. I got the details right. Like, no, I was completely wrong. This is not your story. Yes, that's it. It was the old parish church relayed the message, and Mama got saved. And said it Violet. I didn't care that. Was you in the old parish church as well? You were at Petodri getting it live. Mama was at the old parish church. Would that have been the same meeting or a few years apart? I guess it would have been a long time ago. 1955. <laughs> Violet, I'm not going to ask you the question. Good job, I never asked you the question, Violet. Well, this is your stories. And your stories are important. And Billy Graham was connected to your story. And Billy Graham's connected to your story because he felt pain and got sick and God re-maneuvered his life and became the, probably the best evangelist, certainly the best well-known evangelist this world has ever seen, seeing over a billion people, one, for Jesus. 
through his ministry, millions and millions of people saved. That is his story, birthed through pain. And maybe this morning, we're not shirking for our stories. We're owning our story and saying, this is my story, but my story is not just about pain and suffering and loneliness and heartache. My story is about God's faithfulness. And here was a man birthed in pain, but he prayed to the God of Israel because he knew the God of Israel was faithful. He knew the God of Israel could change lives and turn them around. He knew that there was a God that lives for him, that could prosper him. And I think he had the gift of just being fed up with a reputation of pain, and he was looking for something different. And I think if it hangs our fellowships, if it hangs our the world just knew, is the spirit and the feeling of being fed up. Fed up with regulations, fed up with COVID and we can't exist, fed up, being fed up, being fed up, and even being fed up, just feeding ourselves up. But far is going to be the people that will turn to the God of Israel and be fed up with your fed upness and say, God, this is my story. And Jesus, you are part of my story. And if Omdi can turn this around and get the spiritual passion back with me, with the church, if anybody can turn this around and fire us up for mission and a passion for the lost and the poor, once again, it's Jesus. And Jabez turned around to the God of Israel and said these words, Oh, that you would bless me. The why it's written here is not just us. If you look back to the original, it's not just blessing me so I can get more stuff. He wasn't looking for God just to sign off all his checks. It was us. God, if you bless me, I will bless other people. Because he was an honorable guy that came with the right heart. And he says, oh God, that you would bless me and expand my territory. My prayer for this church, as we own our story and say, this is our story, is that in 2022, we'd be blessed by Jesus, and our territory would expand. This isn't a bless me club, or just God, give me more stuff, give me the desires of my heart, my heart's for more stuff, just give me more stuff. Our desire is, God, if you bless me, we'll bless other people. God, if you'll provide for us, we want to provide for other people. God, if you want to move by the power of your Holy Spirit in this place, it's not just so we can get good meetings and go, hey, and say, that was a good meeting. Felt goosebumps during the worship. That's great. But it's not just for us. It's for the lost and the lonely and the broken in our communities. God, would you bless me for the sake of other people? Because it became really widely popular and this report that I knew I've got to say 10, 20 years ago was the Bless Me Christian Club. Just say forever you want in Jesus' name and he'll get it to you. You want a big car, just pray for a big car and say in Jesus' name and he'll get it to you. you want a bit, it's, and God might give you the desires of your heart in that sense, but it's not just so we can just hear bigger stuff and keep it to ourselves. God might give you the bigger car. He might give you three cars. He might give you four cars. But if somebody was needing a lift in a rainy day, would you pick him up? Because that's been a blessing. 
because God has blessed you. Some people might just be really greedy and just, that's all for me. God must really love me. I've got loads of stuff. Jabez was honorable, and he says, if you bless me, I want to be a channel of blessing for other people. And the blessing of God might look different for different people. Because sometimes it looks like, think about the missionary that just gives our thing away and goes to some community or some tribe that doesn't care in the Lord. And they become penniless and they live like a pauper to share the name of Jesus with people that have never heard the name of Jesus before. Would you say they're blessed? They're blessed because they're far Jesus wants them to be. They're more blessed than the people with everything without only contentment or satisfaction in life. So when I'm praying the prayer of blessing upon us, upon a church, upon my own life, like Jabez, he doesn't say what it's got to look like. So he doesn't say, God, can you bless me with my stuff? And this is my top five things that I'm wanting this year so that I can enjoy them. He says, God, would you bless me? I'm sick of having a reputation for pain, for punishment, but this is my story. My name is painful. I've got a reputation for pain, but God, I want you to bless me. I want you to bless me this year, this life. For the remainder of my life and now until the end, and Nino is Ken, how much time we have got left. I want to be somebody that is known as a blessing. I want my reputation to change. I want people to stop saying that's that guy card painful. I want people to ken my that they're a blessing. And we would miss them if they was teen. My prayer for us church is that we would be a blessing first to God, but to every single person that comes through this doors, but also to the community at large. That if FCC was to disappear for the face of the earth, there would be people out with this room that would say, well, we miss them. We didn't need toddlers just for a sake of, we can say as a church, we've got a toddlers group. We did it for the community. We serve the community so that people have a space to come. We do kids' work Friday night. Not just so we can say to people, we do kids' work. We bust berms in for our community. We did it for that. It's just a tick list. We did it for the community. And we can that this church would be largely missed for the community because when we had to stop things, the amount of messages that came in, fans your stuff starting again, suddenly we became missed. I'm saying that because as long as we are blessed, to bless others. We have got a rich future. He put no limitations. He put no agenda on it. Whoever God's blessing would be for him, he said, God, I just want to be blessed by you. It might have meant that he prospered greatly. It might have meant that he became more poor, but he would be known as a blessing because God granted him his request. People, we have a rich heritage 2021, previously. There has been weaknesses attached to that, human weaknesses, but this is our story, that God is faithful, and He'll be faithful to the end. And I'm excited 
about 2022, that God will continue to transform lives and bless us as a fellowship, or that we yearn for a move of Jesus upon our lives. And maybe this will be the year where there's still people, we're fed up with things, but if we would ask God to really bless this church, I wonder if it would look like if He would just saturate it with His presence. We have got a church of phenomenal people, and I feel as I'm speaking at the core of the church. We are so grateful that you are here. We're grateful for your prayers. We're grateful that you keep turning up, even though sometimes you might be fed up. But we will never stop believing for Jesus Christ to move upon our lives. And if Jabez prayed us, we'll maybe stick on Jabez for a few weeks. God, would you bless me? And God granted his request. I pray that 2022 would be known in our lives as a year that God blessed us. And that's a prayer without limitations, and it's a dangerous prayer, because then you give God permission to bless you the way He sees fit. But it's a good prayer. But it's a prayer without limitations. It's not saying, God, this will be a great year if five get added to the church, if ten gets added to the church, because God is limitless. God really blessed us this year. Fit would it look like? How much people's lives would be impacted through you? Church is nothing without you, without the people that turns up. I pray that as we come to the end of this year, God willing, that we would say we were blessed. God is faithful. And I'm sure we'll say again, we made our mistakes, but this would be our story. A fellowship blessed by God. I'm going to invite the worship team up. I love the prayer in Ephesians, and it ties in with this. We've got to sing, this is our story once again. Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesians, he commended them and says this, God is able to do abundantly, increasingly more than ever you can hope for, think, or imagine. God can do more than you can imagine or believe. Now, my imagination is capable of quite a lot, but Paul says to the church in Ephesus that God can do more than you can imagine that He can do. So, you can imagine that God can do a lot through your life. Paul says He can do more than you can imagine. And we think it's uh, always about what we believe. But the Apostle Paul says to the church in Ephesus, He can do more than you can even believe for. So, it's not just about receiving stuff through faith, because God can do more than your faith and your belief. We're just going to stand in a moment. Let's get the kids come and join us for our closing prayer. Let's stand for a moment as we sing, this is our story. If it is your story, your story has led you to this point in your life. But this is your story, and it's so different from my story. And we are connected in our different ways. But our main connection would be Jesus Christ. And I wonder if we would be courageous enough this morning to say, God, would you bless me? There's already giants waiting in 2022 that you will have to conquer. There's already things that's going to happen in your life in the coming year that you're only going to want to face. 
But let's face it as we start the first Sunday in 2022 by asking God to bless us without limitations. Bless us so we can be a blessing to others. You'll maybe get one sentence in a few generations' time, but that the story that will be written upon our lives would be a story that they were indeed blessed by God. That the story that would be written about us fellowship in generations to come would be they was indeed blessed by God. That we would stand on the shoulders of giants, the people that sacrificed to start this fellowship. That we would declare God was faithful to them and He's faithful to us and He'll continue in His faithfulness. I'm just going to end by going to pray a prayer or blessing upon us. And I wonder if you would respond this morning courageously. We're just going to utilize the space at the front if you want to be included in just a simple prayer or blessing. As we sing our last song, This Is Our Story, then just come to the front. And I'm just going to pray a simple prayer or blessing upon your life. This is just to say that, like Jabez, you want to be included in a prayer. That's how it is. There's nothing mystical or magical. It doesn't mean God's not going to bless you if you didn't respond. It's just saying with your feet, I just want to be included. It's just a simple prayer of blessing. Before we sing a song, if you want to be included, just come. Step to the front as we join together as a fellowship. Come with your kids. Come on your own. Come with your family. Come as you feel led. Come as you want. This is just to say you're responding that God, would this be a year of blessing? And then we'll sing a song, this is my story. It's still being written by the hands of God. Many adventures yet to come. Many new connections yet to be made. Many prayers yet to be answered. Many people yet to get saved. Many people yet to welcome through these doors. Many people yet to see as we go out and preach in the name of Jesus. And so God, as we stand as a people of God, we thank you for our history. And we say this is our story, that we stand here with you. And we thank you for everything that has gone before the 2021 and beyond previously. And maybe it's stories of happiness, maybe it's stories of pain. But we stand here in the strength and courage of Jesus Christ. And for our fellowship, we will continue to believe for the Shekinah glory, for the Holy Spirit to come and to move and to reveal the resurrected Christ, the glorified one in our hearts. And as we stand here, as a fellowship, we say, God, the God of Israel, the God of the universe, would you bless us? Would you bless us? Would you bless us? We put no limitations or tags onto the end. But God, that 2022 would be a year that we got blessed by God's hand alone. And as we seek your face, we seek the approval of no other man. We seek the approval of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that you will grant us 
our requests, for you are a God that blesses His people. Continue to move as we sing this song. This is our story. This is our story. This is our story. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.